got a Bible, turn to me to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, um, uh, beginning a new series uh, this uh, new year called The Giving Church. Uh, the Giving Church, and what we'll be walking through over the next four weeks is um, uh, talking about a church, man, that uh, is... Um, uh, generous, no, not not just financially, but generous, right, with their resources, generous with their time, uh, generous with um, what the Lord has given them gift wise. Right. Uh, uh, we're called uh, to be good stewards of what God has uh, given us. But it all starts with man, a hunger and a desire to want more of the giver of the gifts that we've been given. It all starts with having a hunger and desire to want more of uh, the Lord. Uh, I remember, Brother Ed, um, uh, the the year was 2011, beginning of 2011. Uh, I was uh, in college, man, called to ministry, got a chance to do some, uh, you know, like youth revivals and things. And and we were at a a, a small church in central Louisiana uh, doing a disciple now with high school students and I remember uh, there was a guy that came that uh, wasn't a believer, but was invited by a friend. Real nice guy, actually ascribed to a another faith, um, but uh, man didn't believe uh, in uh, the gospel, didn't believe in Christ. I remember he was there during the weekend, and you could tell, man, God uh, had a hold or was, was getting a hold of his life. Uh, he was broken up after every uh, message, right? He was, um, you know, uh, curious to learn more. You, you could tell that, man, God was working in his life. But I remember at the end of the weekend, right, he had an opportunity to respond to the gospel by coming to faith, you know, choosing to uh, repent of his sin and trust in Christ. But he decided to choose to walk away, Brother Travis. He decided, right, that the sacrifice that he was going to have to give up because of the faith man that he ascribed to was too much and he decided to leave you know what happened brother Dwayne? that brother he missed it he missed the lord working man in his life changing his life he missed it and if i were to be honest and forthright uh, man there's many of us And even though we're saved, even though we're believers, man, we end up missing perhaps, man, what all God has for us for whatever reason. In Matthew chapter 13, we see the parable of the sower being discussed, kind of giving a little background here. Jesus has moved from being direct and forthright to teaching in parables. You say, why, Pastor Herb? Well, man, he was sharing and being honest and forthright. He was showing Right. The the crowd showing the world that he indeed was the Messiah that they were waiting on. He was performing miracles. Matter of fact, performed three messianic miracles. Right. That the religious leaders said that the uh, promised Messiah was going to actually do. But the response of the religious leaders, right, and the response of many in the crowd was, man, hey, this dude, he's a fraud. Matter of fact, in chapter 12, if you go back just a chapter, the religious leader said, man, Jesus, this dude, man, he is uh, uh, influenced by Satan. He's casting out demons, man, by the power of Satan, uh, just basically spitting on Christ. And so Jesus said, you know what? Right. Hey, you know how I'm going to respond? Hey, I'm hey, we're going to start teaching in parables, man. I'm going to veil, man, what's being shared. And those who have ears to hear, man, they can hear. 
So he shares the parable of the sower, right, and the different uh, uh, soils that uh, seed was getting planted into. And it goes on to describe, right, uh, the meaning of the different uh, uh, soils, right, uh, and, and understanding that the soil represents the heart of a person. The seed represents the word of God, right, that's being given to uh, an individual. And many of us, when we've heard this story, right, or heard this parable, we see it as, okay, you know, the, the three other examples that we're getting ready to look at, the three other examples, man, those speak to lost people, and uh, uh, the uh, heart that received the seed, that speaks to the saved person, which indeed is true, but man, even more than that, right, uh, we see here, man, uh, pictures, perhaps, of believers Right, that God wants to do more in their life, wants to give more truth to them in their life. That, but because of whatever reason, man, the seed didn't take root in their heart. And so the call for us, as we're getting ready to take a look at here and see, right, is to choose to grasp this reality of not missing it. Not missing it. Man, to, hey, let go of whatever it is, man, that's keeping the Lord, man, from doing more in your heart and life this year. And that's what Jesus speaks to here. Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 through 23. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. This parable of the sower is explained. The different uh, soils are explained here. We'll read uh, and then get into the message Today, which, by the way, can I go ahead and just keep it forthright? That, hey, this this word, this message is for everybody. What Jesus is talking about here is for everybody. You may have read this passage many a times. You may know it by heart. Hey, you may know. Hey, you may have studied the Greek behind it. But bless God, hey, each and every one of us fall into one of these four categories. And the call for us, man, hey, is to. I'll go ahead and give you a spoiler. It is to fall into the last category that we see. Being talked about here. Verses 18 through 23 is what the word of the Lord says. It says this here, then the parable of the sower. This is Jesus explaining to the disciples here. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke. The word and it proves unfruitful as for what was sown on good soil. This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case, a hundredfold and another 60 and in another 30. This is the word of the Lord. Let me pray for us one more time. King Jesus, we uh, do ask, Lord, uh, this morning that. um, God, that you'd show us the importance of um, at our hearts and 
being of the right uh, soil, Lord. Uh, hearts being fertile ground for you to speak the truth into our lives, Lord. And grow us uh, in you. Lord, I pray over these next few moments, God, that you indeed would speak to us. God, that we wouldn't be a people that uh, miss it uh, this year, miss all that, God, you have for us, God, both corporately and personally. God, I pray that you'd have your way this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus here is talking about the conditions of uh, the heart. The question is, how do we keep man from missing what God may have for us this next year? How do we keep from missing, right, uh, the truth, right, that he's trying to uh, teach us, right, the next step of our faith that he's leading us to? How do we keep from missing uh, it? Well, I believe here, man, Jesus in his explanation of the parable of the sower, man, he gives uh, three ways, man, that we are able to keep from missing uh, it. Uh, this year, the first way, right, it's in the description of uh, uh, the seeds that were planted along the road. Right. Uh, the first way is this. We've got to choose to surrender uh, to the Lord. We've got to choose to surrender to the Lord. Jesus says, hey, the seed that was planted on uh, uh, the uh, the path. Right. Uh, was this the word man came to the individual or to the people and they ch- did not understand it. Which in context, right, uh, uh, in the original language, right, it's really a willful unwillingness to understand it. It's not like they, it's not like they didn't, you know, comprehend it. They didn't want to. Here it is. They had a hard heart. Jesus here in context is talking about the religious leaders, man, the folks that were all around uh, of the things of God, knew the things of God, were at the temple, man. They were the folks, man, that were known as the preachers and the deacons of that time. But they didn't want to have, man, an understanding or or come to an understanding of who this Jesus was. They didn't want to understand the truth, man, that he was sharing. And the same thing, man, hey, if we're not careful, can happen to us. We can be those folks that don't care, man, to listen uh, uh, to the word, man, whenever we spend time with God, man, and he gives us a a sharp conviction, man, and calling us to uh, to another place. We, we can choose to uh, not care to listen. Man, we could choose to be folks like the religious leaders that are about ourselves and our agenda, about our religion and our tradition, and not even care for the fact that the God of the universe, man, is trying to get our attention and meet us where we are. Man, we can easily fall victim to having a hard heart, a hard and callous heart. And, hey, the remedy for that is to choose to surrender to the Lord. Man, it's to choose to let it go. Hey, to choose, man, to say, you know what? Hey, Lord, every single morning, all, hey, all I am is yours. You speak to me, and, hey, your servant is listening. Not just, hey, not just listening with my ears, but, hey, listening, man, in, in response. Whatever you call me to, I'm going to respond in obedience and obey. Man, it's choosing to surrender to him. I've come to understand, right, that, hey, a callous heart, man, it sadly is cultivated, uh, you know, in a variety of different ways. But one of the leading ways and one of the reasons why, hey, the, hey, you, you hadn't heard from the Lord in a while, perhaps, 
Man, is you got unconfessed sin in your life. Hey, you're harboring bitterness and envy in your heart and in your life. Hey, the call for us is to choose to surrender that to the Lord, man, and to seek his face. Man, choose not, hey, choose this year not to miss out on what the Lord has for you in 2024, man, by surrendering to him. Surrender. Matthew 7, 7 says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. The first step is choosing to surrender. Hey, what unconfessed sin that you got in your life? I know it's true in my life. Like I said, I'm not just talking to you, man. I'm talking to myself. Hey, I know that, hey, in the times, man, where I struggle to hear God's voice, the times where I find myself apathetic whenever it comes to getting into his word, the times where I know I'm blatantly ignoring, man, hey, when he's leading me to do something, a lot of times, man, hey, it's from that unconfessed sin that I've got. Hey, choose to let it go. Hey, surrender to him. Secondly, my second way that we choose to not miss it, not miss all that God has for us is this. Hey, choosing to step out of the shallow end. Choosing to step out of the shallow end. Go back to the text here, right? He talks about the first portion, verses 18 and 19, and then he says, hey, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. You know who this person is? Hey, this is the person, Brother Ross, man, that, hey, gets saved, and is, hey, is fired up, man, gets baptized. He's probably the dude, you know, that, that, or the lady, man, that's having a, a you know, good old Baptocostal spell, man, out in the foyer after coming to faith. Hey, he wants to, he or she wants to sign up for every kind of ministry that's available. Right? Hey, they're, they're all in. Sold out, man. Hey, fired up. Here it is. On a spiritual high. And then when the waves of life come crashing in, tribulation, struggles, right? Hey, the sea, man, is scorched out and all of a sudden they say, oh, Brother Tom, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. Hey, I thought, hey, I thought my walk with God was supposed to be all about, hey, sunshine and rainbows, roses. I thought things were supposed to be great. Here it is. Hey, that believer, man, because of a lack of awareness, man, hey, it shows in them hanging out in the shallow end spiritually. You know how it is, hey, the shallow end of the pool. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I loved hanging out in the shallow end of the pool, man. There's no threat in me drowning, most, you know, on the, on the shallow end. Things are good over there. I can stand up. Man, I feel tall, Brother Randy. It's rare that I feel tall, but I feel tall on the shallow end. Hey, think, things are great there. But, hey, when we're talking about shallow end spiritually, man, hey, that's not a great place. This, hey, this seed hadn't really taken root. Hey, the folks that find themselves on the shallow end, hey, their roots are more in, hey, to the experiences of God rather than, man, the exalted one himself. Hey, their, their roots are in, hey, spiritual highs, right, in the roller coaster ride of faith rather than, man, hey, it being in 
the everlasting one, Christ. You may say, Pastor Irv, hey, this just happens hey, to, to youth, right, to kids. No, it doesn't. It's, re- it's a real thing in adults, too. Real thing in adults. You can find yourself, hey, chasing hey, one emotional moment spiritually to another, just waiting on him. Hey, waiting for the next revival. Hey, waiting for the next big move of God. When in reality, hey, man, the, the Lord wants to meet you where you are, man, both on the mountain and in the valley. Matter of fact, did you know this? You probably did, but I'll go ahead and tell you anyways. Hey, most of life, just because of how difficult it is, man, hey, it's, it's lived in the valley. It's lived in the struggle. But hey, man, the Lord wants to meet us there. And he wants to give us, man, the truth of his word there. There'll be mountaintop experiences and valley experiences. But the reality is growth and development, man, they happen in both places. Man, so choose to chase the God who is in both places. As a matter of fact, hey, the Lord wants to use tribulations and struggles to grow our faith. It's interesting in Jesus and him talking about the original parable verses one through nine, man, he. Man mentions, hey, the tribulations, right, and the struggles, he, he, you know, equates that to the sun. Right. Hey, in order for something to grow, man, a plant to grow, man, it, it needs the sun, it needs the sun. Hey, tribulations, man, and struggles. Hey, the Lord wants to use those man, to grow us. And so choose not to miss him at the end of the day. Job 14 one says it like this man born of woman is a, is few of days and full of trouble. Man, isn't that true? Man, hey, life is full of trouble. I'm not looking to be a Debbie down today. It's just just reality. John 16.33 says it like this. I have said these things to you. That in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, so choose, man, hey, to, to get out of the shallow one. Hey, choose to not be the person that's tossed to and fro by the waves of life, waves of the struggle. Choose to root yourself in the one, man, who is greater than the waves and the struggle and tribulations, but also, man, choose to root yourself in the one who's in it with you. Hey, don't let your faith go to hell in a handbasket, man, because of, man, that struggle or the struggles that come about in your life. A maturing believer is one, man, that understands that tribulations and struggles are part of life. And, they, hey, they can rest in the one who's over it. Hey, their worship doesn't change. Hey, their communion with him doesn't change. Their participation in the faith doesn't change. Man, they're still sold out to him. Hey, choose, man, to step out of the shallow. And I'll go ahead and say this one more thing, and I'm moving to my last point. Hey, you might, hey, you may be a Christian, may be a Christian for a long time, may, have, may know the Lord, man, may have known the Lord for a long time. But you can find yourself in the shallow end from time to time. 
man, hey, choose, man, if that's where you're at, man, to root yourself, man, in the eternal one. Man, choose to get out of the shadow. And, man, that's how we don't miss out on what the Lord has for us. Then thirdly and lastly, what we see here in the scripture, hey, how do we keep from missing out on what the Lord may have for us in 2024? Man, we... Choose to seek to be content in him. Choose to be content in him. Look what it says in verse 22. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And it proves unfaithful. Man, hey, this is the person. Man, hey, they heard the word. Man, hey, they've responded to it. They say, hey, Lord, I'm all in for you. Here, person, hey, in the new year, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, hey, I'm sold out for you, Lord, committed to you. And then, hey, life happens, work takes place. Hey, the material possessions, man, and the desire for those things, man, take root. And then all of a sudden, hey, one missed Sunday turns into six months missed. All of a sudden, hey, a couple days missed in the word turns into, man, a whole quarter being away from him. Man, it's so easy to find yourself getting caught up, man, in the cares of the world, man, and material possessions and find yourself, man, not being content in the Lord. I find myself guilty of that. Here lately, I've had, hey, I've had to really work through it, Brother Andrew. Man, about eight months ago, man, discovered for the first time, I'm always late to most parts, but discovered, man, Facebook Marketplace. All the deals you can get, all kinds of good stuff you can get deal-wise, stuff that I didn't even need, you know. Hey, all of a sudden, man, hey, I, hey, I, I became a, a rapid shopper, Brother Ed, first time in my life. I didn't grow up with a ton, man. I wasn't one that... Uh, he lived frivolously. But, I've, hey, I've had to catch myself. And here's what happens, man. Hey, buy the new thing. Nothing wrong with having it. But, hey, because I bought it, I want to make sure to spend time with it because I invested money in it, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, though it's trivial, man, I, I find myself, man, spending more time with that thing than spending more time, man, with the Lord and his word. I find myself substituting right to time with God for playing on that little device I've got. And sudden several months go by, man, not hearing the Lord's voice. Again, sounds so trivial, but man, that, that, that's my life. That's where I'm at. And we can easily find ourselves, man, in that same place. Cares of the world, man. The, hey, the, the desire to advance, man, in my career, man, and, and you sacrificing. Walking with the Lord for that. Nothing wrong with having stuff. Nothing wrong with advancing. Matter of fact, hey, I know because we've got military folks in here, right? Uh, you providing food on your table for your family is dependent upon you advancing and the meritocracy that's there. But the issue comes, man, hey, whenever you allow for those things, man, hey, to, to, to choke out and the Lord and the seed truth that he's trying to implant into your heart and life. 
hey, no issue with pursuing those things. No issue with wanting those things. The problem comes whenever you choose to prostrate yourself before it in those things. And it's so easy to do. Hey, because uh, it's been said before, man, our hearts, man, they're idol factories. We can make anything an idol. Anything. The call for us, man, is to choose to be folks that are content in the Lord. You and I are not going to see fruit born, birth from our lives if we try to worship God and stuff. God and mammon, as the scripture says. We're not going to grow in the Lord if we try to follow Christ, man, and the world. A lot of us haven't been able to get more of the Lord because we've not learned how to be satisfied and content in it. And so the call for us, man, is to be content and satisfied in him. Psalm 23, 1, right? David says, hey, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Man, oh, to be in a place like that, man, where, hey, we're, we are satisfied. The Lord is enough. He could take, man, he could take it all from us. But, 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 but he's, he's still enough. He can remove, man, hey, the possessions that are near and dear to us. Man, but, hey, he, he's still enough to be in a place where, man, we're satisfied in him. Psalm 107, 8 and 9. Psalmist says this, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Man, are we content, man, in the Lord? Hey, that, that's where it starts. If we want more of him, man, we've got to learn to be satisfied in him, content in him. Say, man, he is enough. He's enough. And and the proof of that is, hey, whenever you, you don't hear that good news, he, he's still enough for you. Hey, hey, whenever you don't get that promotion, he's still enough for you. Hey, even if that situation doesn't get better, you're still going to worship him anyway. Even if your house man get, hey, gets tore up, blow, you know, blown up in a tornado, he's still enough for you. Man, hey, again, I'm preaching to myself. Preaching to myself, man, it wasn't fun. Brother Andrew, you were there. It wasn't fun moving all the stuff in, you know, in and around once that tornado hit. And the next day, I'm thankful for the help. Next day, having to move all my stuff out and trash bags and such. Wasn't fun having to deal with insurance, folks. But, man, hey, the Lord's trying to teach me, hey, am I enough? (laughs) And the call for us, man, is to choose to believe that. He is enough. He's enough. Hey, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We see verse 23. It talks about, hey, the healthy soil, right, is the one that bears fruit, yields fruit, some a hundredfold and another 60 and another 30. Man, that's the heart that, man, we ought to have as his uh, people, man, a, a, a heart that is willing to receive. The word and how that happens is, man, we ha- we've got to choose to follow uh, those three other uh, points that I had uh, mentioned. And so the question today, hey, what do you need to let go of so that you can receive what the Lord has for uh, you? What do you need to let go of? 
And so you can receive what the Lord has for you. Just real quick, some practical points I want to highlight and then we'll be dismissed today. Right. Uh, uh, ways. Right. That we um, uh, can take practical steps in. And growing our desire to want more of God, but actually getting more of him. Right. The first way is this man, understanding that it is important what you put into your mind. Romans eight, five, it says for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. Hey, what you put in your mind matters. What you view, what you see, what you watch, it matters. It matters. And it starts with, hey, the mind. Man, hey, we, hey we've got, in order, Romans 12, 2 talks about it. And want to live, man, as living sacrifice to the Lord. Man, hey, we've got to ask the Lord to renew our mind every single day. Secondly, you got to understand, man, uh, that it's important. What you do with your money. And it's important, right, to understand what you put into your mind. It's, secondly, it's important what you choose to do with your money. Matthew 6, 21 says it like this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And, hey, what, what, what do you do with your money? A good indicator, right, of and one who's missing it versus one who man, is allowing for the Lord to lead their life is, man, what you do with your checkbook. And the call for us is to be, man, good stewards and, and give to, uh, man, build God's kingdom in the end, at the end of the day. Again, nothing wrong with having stuff. Hear me now. No, hey, nothing wrong with spoiling your kids and grandkids. Those are in the house. There's nothing wrong, man, with every now and again, hey, providing something nice. Man, for those in need, let, let me just encourage you, though. And don't let it be your life. Don't let it be your life. Then thirdly and lastly, man, you got to understand uh, that it's important to see, man, what your mission actually is. What do you see your mission uh, as at the end of the day? Man, that's super important as well. Galatians 2.20 says it like this. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hey, what do you see as your mission at the end of the day? Is your life mission just to, man, hey, be a good person in society, uh, raise good kids, and then just coast on into your eternal home? Those are all good things, but man, that's not the mission that the, that the Bible has laid out for us. All of us are involved in, man, the mission of building God's kingdom, advancing, man, his kingdom, and penetrating the darkness that's in this world. All of us are, are, are called to be involved in that. And so, man, understand that that is your mission. Hey, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Whether you've been saved for a long time, whether you've read the Bible cover to cover many times, or you're just brand new, man, to this whole Christianity thing, hey, the call for you this year is not to miss it. Don't miss out on the more that the Lord has for you.
and choose to seek His face this year. Choose to make much of Him. And choose to let Him work in your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss it.